Hey everybody, it's Tommy Shaw and I'd like to welcome you to my new 9 to 5 job, the It's a Shaw Thing podcast. Every great show needs a theme song, so I whipped a little something up and I think you're going to like it. Hello, friends, and welcome to A Shaw Thing, where it's going to be all things Tommy Shaw. And I'm your host. My name's Mike Mettler. All right, it's time for a good hang. This is the segment of a Shaw thing where we literally do just that. We hang out with our good friends, just like we'd be doing backstage, before show, after show, on the tour bus, just hanging out, talking, picking, and grinning. We are privileged to have Steve Cropper, guitarist extraordinaire. Now, Steve, you've had so many hits over the years. Why don't you kick us off with a story about when you knew when a song was going to be a big hit? You're going to love this one. Al Jackson said one day, and being a producer, we're all producers, and we made a track on a song and cut it, and we're all up in the control room listening. Man, that's a hit. And we're talking about what would go with it, you know, what would be better on it, put strings on it, backgrounds or horns or whatever. And Al Jackson says, well, guys, they're all hits until they're released. (laughs) (laughs) Really? Yeah, you're right about that. They are all hits until they're released because the fans decide what's going to be your next hit and not be your hit. That's true. And they must have loved Otis Redding because we had 17 in a row. Did the record company ever do any edits on your songs that you didn't approve? No. <laughs> but they asked me to edit some people, and I wouldn't do it. I just didn't, you know. And, <laughs> and I've talked to some of the producers later and artists, and they said, well, we wouldn't have let you do that. And I said, I wasn't going to do it anyway, but I was asked to do it. I was talking with Mike yesterday about the first song of mine I ever heard I had made into a record and heard on the radio was a song called Crystal Ball. And the band was driving into Beaumont, Texas, and we heard it on the radio, and they sped it up. And it was something they were doing in 76 to try and make songs shorter. They'd speed them up, but, you know, sticks, we, we sing so that. high already that when they sped it up, it sounded like Alvin and the Chipmunks. Well, I'm going to tell on myself, but Ronnie Capone and I, Ronnie came up with this idea. If a song was a little too long, we'd just put 259 on the box, on the record, and they'd go for it. So if it was 305 or 310, it didn't matter. Put 259 on it, and they'd go for it. I know. We'd we put should, it on I, the box, and so that's what they would put on the label. On the I need to go back in time. <laughs> <laughs> Let's don't say we did. Yes. <laughs> Everybody says, man, I wish I was this again. I said, no, I'm happy with being exactly what I am. Oh, yes, I got here, and I'm going to keep it that way as long as I can. (laughs) When I can't, bye-bye. You're just a youngster. I know. Well, (laughs) you know, being a musician, being immature, you can kind of get away with it. And I noticed listening to the radio that the DJ would talk right up until the band started or the singer started singing. So what did I start doing? Writing instrumental intros that they couldn't talk over. It was so loud, like Midnight Hour and all that. <laughs> it was just so loud you couldn't talk over them. So then I mean, it just had too much energy. Good idea. And it those worked. Are, they're, they're so memorable. 
Wilson Pickett uh, is from the town that I spent my first 12 years in, Prattville, Alabama. Wow, that's pretty cool. I always wanted to meet he him. Was something, you know, something I never noticed when I produced him, but Jerry Wexler said it. He said, you know, when Wilson screamed, it was a note. Yes. And it was. He wasn't just screaming to be oh, screaming. Yeah. It was a note. You could pinpoint it. So I heard that Duck Dunn never changed his bass strings. Is that not unless he broke one? Really? Which made me never. <laughs> that is a true story, and I didn't change mine forever, a long time. And I said it must be a hit. Cropper broke a string. <laughs> That's because I was playing too hard, and they've been on there about three and a half months. So, being a guitar player, you know that when you put on new strings, they're real bright. Right. Well, that's what they like these days. In those days, bright didn't get it. It wouldn't sell. So I used to take chapstick, and I always carried it and put it on my lips all the time. I got some now. And I would run it up and down the strings, and that would take about two or three months off the strings. Wow. And deaden them down a little bit, like Dirt and Grime would do. I remember when I was like 14 years old, I, that was my first recording session. But that was when the guitar players, would, they would play the backbeat or the, on the snare drum. Yeah, we call them chanks. But <laughs> they call it. That's what they liked. Yeah. That's what they wanted. That's where I learned that. Well, you get it pretty good on that. I can't make a that type of guitar do that. Really? Yeah. So I was asking the early days, how come you play a telly all the time? I said, that's what the producers and everybody likes. They want that backbeat. When I played it on a on another guitar, it was real muddy, mm. and it wouldn't be bright. It wouldn't chink. It wouldn't hit that chink. I know. And I a had lot of guitar problem. players had to play up. Yeah. I and just, like Green Onions is not there. up. It's down. It's this. It's 4-1 that way. It's not, <laughs> Yeah, uh, that's a different deal, no. I can always tell. It's all on how you hit it. If you played it real slow, it would not be that bright. But <laughs> So was that just like a jam at first? Did that, did that well, develop into yes a song? No. Uh, and I'll tell you why. We were jamming on some old blues that I said, I thought that that's something we would call on a gig. Just to make the time last. Right. Make it longer. Right. Just play some blues and F and go for it. And so uh, Jim Stewart, the owner and engineer at that time, hit the record button when we were just jamming. And we were laughing when we got through. He said, hey, guys, come in and listen to this. You recorded that? Yeah, come listen to it. So we listened to it, and, and he said, if, and the big word if, if we decided to put something like this out, do you guys have anything you could put on the B side? And in those days, there was definitely an A side and a B side on the 45, so you had to have one. So we just went, no, <laughs> dumbfounded. And then I got to thinking, I said, Booker, you played me something about two or three weeks ago that you said might be good for a song, you know, for a vocal song. Do you remember what it was? He said, no, but come down to the organ and I'll play a couple and you'll see. And he hit Green Onions. I said, that's it right there. Wow. So three cuts later, we had Green Onions. And I was doing, uh, for a solo in the middle, for my eight bars in the middle, Booker would play two. We did an eight-bar intro and then two. And that intro changed. And I don't know what I played originally. But Jim says, you know that thing you're doing in the middle? Why don't you take that idea and put it on the intro? And then when it comes time for that eight bars, just play a solo. And that was the one and only take of that solo. <laughs> you wow. can see I hit him real hard. And you can hear on the record, today, you still hear it, it's still there. He grabs the, the uh, knob and turns it down. <laughs> I, 
I hit it so hard. I didn't know, <laughs> but he did, and he just. His needles must have froze almost, and he just grabbed it and turned it down. So he turned it too much. He had to ease it back up during the solo. Oh man! And I hear that every time I hear it now. Oh, now Pretty I'll funny. have to. I'll have to check. Maybe that that's out. what made it a hit. I don't know. That wraps up this episode of A Shaw Thing. And now, a word from our sponsor. Well, I'm tired and I'm hungry. Day has been tossed. Too much time has been lost. So I'll do the dipping. You be the boss. Just give me my own the gin sauce. The gin sauce. Shaw Thing is produced for Primary Wave by Popcult. All rights reserved.